Blog Talk Radio. Funky Writers Show, all about the funk of writing. I'm your host and navigator, Robert Batista. The Funky Writers Show has been called the eclectic, funky outlet for all wordsmiths and literati, now celebrating over six years of dynamic Writers Talk Radio. Check me out on Twitter by going to at author R. Batista. Our special guest today is a multifaceted author, health coach, a massage therapist, a Zumba instructor, Rebecca Riley. Welcome, Rebecca Riley, to the Funky Writers Show. Thank you, Robert. It's an honor to be here and talk with you today. Oh, it's just uh, very, very, very good to have you on. Um, Rebecca, let's start off with a question that's intrigued me. You do so many things and are so active. How is it that you came into being a writer? I was a huge reader growing up. Um, I didn't have the best childhood. I just escaped into books. And I I started writing just short stories in high school. Um, I think after I was uh, got married and my kids were really young, um, I thought I would write just a, a novel to as a tribute to my husband, and that didn't get very far. Um, and then I started writing plays uh, to for the kids to act in, and it just kept growing, and it just became something not that was just a hobby, but something I had to do. Um, I had to express myself in words and been very... Um, cathartic and and uh, um, just a huge part of my life, even before I, you know, published or tried to get anything out there. Right, right. So most of your writings happened after you were married and had children? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you seem... Um, com- mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was- you seem comfortable in many literary genres, murder mysteries, a humorous book and look at sex and marriage, a children's chapter book on bullying, and also picture books. Rebecca, of all these genres, which are you most comfortable with and which would you say is the most challenging? I am most comfortable in romantic suspense. If I have time and I could choose any book to read, um, that's where I go. And then that's what comes to me if I'm out jogging on a trail. I start thinking about, ooh, what would happen if? And um, so I love the romantic suspense genre. 
Um, the humor actually was the the fastest, quickest, easiest write. Um, it it uh, it's on um, Diary of a Christian Woman. How I use Fifty Shades of Grey to spice up my marriage. Uh, there was just so much that I didn't have to think about. It was just part of um, the women I've talked with through through my career as a pastor, and um, it just that just came out. The children's books met needs. They were um, my son was growing up and just kind of building confidence. So I was kind of studying how to help. Um, so that, that kind of came through that. And then the children's books were just in honor of um, my granddaughter, my new granddaughter, the one she was, um, my daughter was pregnant with her. So, but my, my favorite, definitely romantic suspense. And which one would you say gave you the most challenge to write? Um, probably Haunting Megan. Um, Haunting Megan is, is a romantic suspense. Um, I am most like the character Megan. Um, she is, uh, at, starts just the opening um, as, a, as a 12-year-old child, and, and um, her mom is a, an abusive alcoholic, and um, that's the, the family I grew up in. My mom was um, an abusive alcoholic, and um, for me personally, when I woke up when I was 17 and she was standing over me with a, a butcher knife raised in, in the middle wow. of the night. And, and so um, she, I screamed, she walked out the room and I moved out um, the next day. And so that, you know, I kept thinking, what, what would have happened, you know, if, if um, that, you know, if she had, had tried to kill me further or if, you know, so anyway, that's how the story begins and, and with my right. sister. Megan's sister, but then then the things that um, happen in a person when that's their childhood, and how are they damaged, and how how are they um, restored, and how do they become who who they can be? A, you know, a strong. How did Megan grow up in, to be a strong woman? So there's a lot about me in um, in haunting Megan. Um, so I, I would say on on one hand, it was really difficult to write and brought up a lot of emotions, but on the other hand, it was very healing uh, to write. One of your books... Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Robert. One of your books has a very captivating subject, which you just mentioned earlier. <laughs> Diary mm-hmm. of a Christian Woman, How I Use Fifty Shades of Grey to Spice Up My Marriage. Rebecca, my first question is, why did you tackle this fiery subject? <laughs> it is amazing. Um, I, I have been in ministry for 32 years now, and um, I think the church does a lot to um, to actually damage um, in its culture uh, the sexual relations um, between men and men and their wives, and um, so. It, it's just it's a it's a fiction book. My husband always makes sure I say that it's fiction. Um, but, right. <laughs> but but it, <laughs> but but there you know there's a lot of truth to. Um, we're not we're not taught if you grow up in the church. You know it's, we're not taught how to express yourself. Everything is supposed to be save yourself to marriage, and then everything will be fabulous. Um, right. So I was sitting with right. some some of my friends um, that work at on the church staff at lunch, and we just started talking about um, the issue of Fifty Shades and and how that um, was affecting people and and why is it so huge? And this isn't a, a how to sex book, but um, or anything like that. It's just a humor on a woman trying to deepen the Im- intimacy with her husband. Um, 
but uh, but it, it was it was fun to write. I got more emails on this book um, than anything else I've written, and as a result, I mean, they, I've got emails that would say, "Funny, I enjoyed it, but I really do need help spicing up my marriage." Um, so I am in the middle of a nonfiction book right now that that is pretty. Here are the basics. Here are you know here are some things that can help you deepen the intimacy with your husband and some um, self-evaluation and, you know, things to connect you with your husband. So um, I would say of all the books I'm writing, that one's not out yet. This is the most difficult. You know, it's so research-based and um, testimony-based, and my heart breaks for some of the testimonies I've I've heard um, from women I know and women I don't know who have just uh, responded, you know, when I've said, hey, if you have a story to share. So, um, and writing, you know, nonfiction is very different than writing fiction. Yes, so definitely. That's, um, but it's a so need you, that the topic is Yes, in. yes, definitely. You know, and you mentioned something that hit home to me also. Um, uh, our upbringing, church, you know, whatever, that really doesn't really prepare us, you know, for marriage. Mm-hmm. Or, or other yes. things, and uh, you know that's why I think uh, that book you just wrote was definitely necessary. But but Rebecca, you you of course have worked in the capacity also of as a pastor, as you mm-hmm. said, and I know that you've had some. Wow, you know that must have been really really something to to work in that capacity. And you said you talked to and you probably you know guided a lot of people, men and women. Um, how has your capacity of being a pastor helped you as an author and writer? I think a lot of uh, of, of any time you work with people and you're in there in in um, situations where they're hurting, you, you do a lot of listening. Um, I right. have to be really careful not to. Um, you know, portray a, a character, you know, a, a person in like, that they can identify themselves in, in the book. But but you do see deeper, I think, um, in, in, in listening and, and really caring about people. And I think that, that helps you write. Uh, one of the comments I get in, in um, my reviews is it's very deep characters. You know, the character is right. character-based. Um, well laid, And I yes. think, yeah, I think that that helps. Um, just uh, having that same capacity uh, that it, it, you are as a pastor. Um, so I have had three people from my church, it's a fairly large church, email me on diary and say, whoa, this was me, um, and three women that hadn't shared their stories with me. So I think you just become more perceptive in that role as pastor or counselor, teacher, I think or all, lawyer, could all be good writers uh, because yeah. of the way they deal with people. Um, getting back to your book, uh, uh, Diary of a Christ- Christian Woman, my next question is, how did you actually incorporate what was in Fifty Shades into your book, and how much of a fine line did you walk as being a quote-unquote Christian woman? Um, what the, the whole premise of the book is she is just not happy with how her sex life is with her husband, and and she's right. working at a college, and she's looking around, and, and it seems like everybody who, you know, is around her has a much better, you know, just are more sexually alive than, than she and her husband are. So right. she that's the hottest-selling book, so she goes and buys it, and it's very shocking to her. Um, right. It's just more, and I didn't 
quote the book or or um they she just goes to a sex store in San Francisco. She's trying to figure out how to do this. Um we talk about there's role play um right. in here and and a lot of um uh, misunderstanding because she really doesn't in the book doesn't communicate what she's trying to do with her husband. She just goes out on her own and tries to introduce all of these things that she thinks are culturally um, making marriages good or or sex good. So, um, and then in the back, there's just some a little bit of little bit of suggestion, but um, not too much. More introducing the subject and hopefully right, giving right. couples something to laugh about. I don't. I don't think there's anything that's not um, uh, that the Christian Church would say. Oh my goodness, on. Um, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I want to say legalistic. I'm. I'm very. I. I believe God created sex, and it should be. You know, it should be fabulous. But it's. It's not yes. easy, and and you need. Yes. You need to work on your your marital relationship in all aspects, yes. and particularly there. So that's kind of what I'm trying to get across is. Um. Yeah, she she locks herself up in handcuffs and nobody. You know, she just yeah. It's just <laughs> it's. I I think we should have fun and and uh, sex should definitely deepen the intimacy, emotional intimacy and intellectual intimacy in your marriage. And yes, so this is yes, this is uh, a fun book, but hopefully the next one will help actually help that the nonfiction book. So yes, and uh, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. And you're right, it, it sounds like it's also needed. And, you know, lastly on this topic, on this book, uh, my last question to me is, to me, the most important. And you said a lot of women uh, told you that they related to the book, that the book was them. Would you say that there are a lot of frustrated women out there who basically can really get something out of this book? Yes, um, in, in it's. I think it's a niche book. Um, if you grew up with a a, uh, a lot of conversation about sex um, and a lot of freedom, but if you grew up in a, a repressive environment, um, absolutely. Hopefully, you could relate to it and kind of understand and um, um, understand Phoebe and what she's going to. I, it is right. like I said. It is just a light novella. Um, Light fun and and but hopefully it will it will uh, inspire you to to enjoy your sexuality. Right, right. You know, Rebecca. Then you literally flip the script and write a story called Haunting Megan, which you also spoke about, which I think is a very intriguing story. Also, you explained to me what the book is about, and it seems like a very great book to read. Something I would love to pick up. But one of the things you also said was it was partially your story. Um, while you were writing it, did it open up wounds that that you had? Yes, um, and and for my brother and my sister also. Um, I of the three of us, I'm the I'm the middle child. I was I had, yes. I expressed my anger um, growing up, where my my sister was very much like the character. Who the older sister who was uh, is murdered in the opening chapter um, by okay. her her mother and um, not not the promiscuity of that character but um, and then my brother was very much the baby of the family who kind of hid in his room so th- we've all have issues how we we dealt with um, my mother's uh, alcoholism and abuse 
Um, so the writing of this and the reading of this for my siblings um, and my father, um, who was gone most of the time, it, it definitely opened up um, some pain and allowed us to deal with it and talk about it. And um, I, my, my father had a um, serious heart attack, and we were in the in the um, emergency room waiting room, and I handed the opening chapters to my sister. And um, she said, but she read it, and she said, oh, my gosh. And, wow. Um, we just had we just had a great great discussion and um and it, it gave you know her i think a chance to to talk and and voice some of the feelings um that that she had repressed and so right right um yeah yeah and 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 we all it, this was an extreme my mom was extreme um in in a lot of ways and um with her alcoholism but we all have things in our childhood that damage us um but they don't uh, they don't identify us, um, and um, there's just power in love. Um, there's power in relationships, and there's healing, and um, you know, it's it's whatever we've gone through. There's there's uh, there's healing out there. So yes, definitely uh, yes. Let's talk about Rebecca Riley, the person. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you actually grow up? And what type of child were you? Were you a conformist, rebellious, or a little bit of both? <laughs> I, I would say a little bit of both, more on the rebellious <laughs> side. Um, yes. Um, I grew up in my up through seventh grade. I lived in Lompoc, uh, California, and um, it's a great it was a great small town, um, big on baseball and. Um, we were just talking this morning. My next door neighbor was uh, Pop Owens. Jack Owens was Jesse Owens' uh, younger brother, and wow, uh, he was amazing. Um, he and his wife Mary. I was over there as much as I was at my house, and and he was a trainer at the uh, local junior college, and it, it was, that was just an, an amazing experience of uh, support and love from from him. And then we moved to San Jose, and that's where I kind of fell apart and. I started drinking when I was in in eighth grade, and um, yeah. you know did a lot of cut in school, and and uh, um, became a, a Jesus follower after high school, um, and went went to University of the Pacific, and then transferred to Bible College my sophomore year. Right. Um, so that's um, yeah. So a, l- a little bit of both. Always trying to find my mm-hmm. way. Didn't have a yes. lot of parental support, obviously. <laughs> so. Um, but had a great great neighbor, you know, in in high school that that loved and supported me too. So, those yes, things. yes, thank God, those thank things. God for that. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I know you are a voracious reader and always have been. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the authors you enjoyed reading as a young person, and what were some of the books that af- affected you the most back in those days? In those, Lucy Maud Montgomery. Um, the the Anna Green Gables series. Um, yes. I w- really, it, it, I, every summer from the time I was nine years old, I read those seven books, and and um, I think I was about eleven, and and she had, I'm going to get this wrong, but in the opening of Anna Green Gables, she says something about the stream, and even the stream had to straighten up when it went by Mrs. Lynn's house, and I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, that is really well written. 
<laughs> and it's like, well, that that's the kind of writing, you know, I want to try to do, you know, you really picture. Um, yes. So those those books were huge. Um, as a child, a book called Look Through My Window, and I don't remember the author now, um, but I remember the book, uh, Large Family, and um, they had to move out of their town and just what the, the child was going through and um, kind of looking at other cultures and accepting other people from other religions and um, and loving them for who they are uh, was all the themes of that. And I remember that book very clearly. And um, a lot of the classics, Little Women, I probably read five yes. or six times. Those those were my favorites. You know, Rebecca, I didn't read Anne of Green Gables until about a year ago when I was at a library and they had books on the table for 50 cents. And I picked it up. And it was one of the best stories I've ever read in my life. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the original, the first one, Anne of yes. Green Gables. Yes. And I, it, that story still stays with me. It was such a great, great, as you said, well written and such a great, great story. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't wait to read it again. Um, Rebecca, yeah, yeah. On I've your, read it. Yes. On your website, you write, My husband of 30 years is my rock. My two children are my joy, and my granddaughter holds my heart. Rebecca, how did you manage to be a wife, mother, and grandmother, and also juggle so many of your other fantastic diversions, such as author, health coach, massage therapist, and even Zumba instructor? How did you do it? With mirrors? (laughs) (laughs) You know, life is fun, and it's short, so... You know, you've got to go out and enjoy it. Um, yes. it's, seriously, my husband just walked in the door. He is, I mean, he is my rock, and he is he is the best editor. I hate to say that out loud because I don't want anyone else um, grabbing him, but um, <laughs> he is he is my biggest fan, and um, so he's a huge support. Um, my family is. They're, they're just amazing. My kids were born grown, um, pretty much. They didn't require oh, wow. a lot of parenting and stress. They are just happy, well-adjusted, um, right, just fun right. to be with. So, yeah, it's life is fun. I'm not getting as much writing done. I get I get to nanny my granddaughter a couple days um, every other week in San Francisco, and so don't get any writing done on those days. Um, but but uh, wouldn't change that for anything. So That's life, right. life is fun. That's yeah. great. Um, Rebecca, let's talk social media. I know you're on mm-hmm. some social media platforms, uh, definitely Twitter and the such. Um, are you on Twitter and the such to turn followers into paying customers or just to network with fans or both? I I do most of my talk on Twitter with other authors. Um, right. Rave Review Book Clubs has been amazing as, as far as meeting other independent authors and, and uh, finding other books to read. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, the, that you just do. I, I'm not very good at it. I have a good friend, uh, Carrie Trude, who's a social media manager, and and um, she's the one that actually pushed me to, to publish my first book. So I, I uh, killed her off in, in Into Dark Waters, and she, you'll see Carrie's character in virtually every book I write just to honor that. Um, but she's kind of the one that got me started on social media. And, um, you know, so I've met a lot of people, like I said, with diary, I've had um, emails and messages and that's a lot of fun. You know, the purpose of it, I don't know. I, it's, 
it's something I usually spend about forty five minutes a day on, and and uh, right. And I've, I I enjoy connecting. I, I'd love right. to say it turned you know into into paying customers, um, but I'm not sure it, it really does. Um, but it enriches my life. Of all the social media platforms, which one do you feel is the most beneficial for your brand, and which, in your estimation, is the best for authors? Or does each platform offer its own special compensations? I think they're they they both offer you know because I don't really I'm on LinkedIn but not too much but um, right. between Twitter and Facebook um, I I have more mass connections on Twitter, um, more um, a broader range, but I get deeper conversations and relationships on uh, Facebook. I, all of my like um, diary questions have all come through Facebook. Um, I think people feel more comfortable when they see, you know, you can write more, you have more, just more about yourself, on my Facebook pages. So I think people are more comfortable being open there. Um, but I'm meeting a broader range on Twitter. So I, I, they're both important. I, I wouldn't at this point see giving up either one of them. Um, we have so many up-and-coming authors and even people who haven't written anything but are interested in being a writer. So they always want to know the first experience you had in publishing your first work. Now, um, talk of any challenges. You are, so you had your manuscript, and you wanted to publish your first book. Talk about any challenges, if any, that you had an experience in getting that first book out to print. Um, the, I, I, gosh, the first book that I did, like, years ago, I sent out to publishers and agents and just had a stack of rejection letters. I did the same with as, Into as Dark Water. As we all did. <laughs> yes. As we all then, experienced, um, exactly. Yeah. Then, <laughs> um, um, then I, with this one, I decided to self-publish. Um, and, you know, they've made it really easy to do. You want yes. to make sure you get your best out there. I I um, have I put, have put Into Dark Waters out several times because it needed to be, um, it needed to be better edited and um now it's a it's a book that I'm proud of um so i you know i I stumbled through, but they do a great job of of on uh create space and on smashwords on yes. helping you yes. um to yes. to get it formatted um cover designs I've had people help me with those and um I think i'm you know i i have a vision of what I want to do on the next few and um uh, so i i would I would just say go for it um Put, get your best work together. Make sure you get it edited. Whether you have um, six, eight, ten uh, friends that that help you content edit and um, edit grammatically, um, so that you're proud of the work that you put out. Um, but uh, but go for it. Do it, and uh, it it's a it's a joy. Even if it's just a pass down to your own kids and grandkids um, to have something that you've you've created. But, right. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a major a major struggle. Marketing is another question, but yeah, the easy part is writing the book. The, yes. the second, <laughs> the hardest part is getting the book marketed, as you said. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what's next for Rebecca Riley? What what new irons do you have in the fire? 
Well, book-wise, I've got I've got um, about two more months to finish up the um, the the Christian Sex and Marriage. It's complicated uh, nonfiction book. Then my next book is Haunting Sarah. It's the second in the trilogy wow. um, of, yes. of the Haunting Megan, and that's hard yes. because I'm, every time I run, I'm getting more and more of the story in my head, and I've got to finish my nonfiction yes. first. So that's that's a bit. Um, I have. Uh, I don't know if it'll be two or three more in the Diary of a Christian Woman. I had started um, the second, which deals with um, the mother-in-law Phoebe moving in with Alzheimer's and um, just hitting a little bit too close to home right now. Um, so I put that aside, and then I have a, a good friend who's gone through infertility, and then uh, uh, breast cancer will be the daughter's story and how all that affects marriage and and their sex lives and sexuality. So I've got those all lined up um, writing-wise. just want to be a great grandmother, not a great grandmother, but a very fabulous grandmother to my granddaughter. Um, yes. And uh, keep healthy and and support and love my family and find more good books to read. Wonderful. And there's so many good books to read out there. In closing, um, I'd like to ask what to me is an important question, Rebecca. Besides your wonderful family, out of all of your vast accomplishments, what are you the most proud of? Hmm. If it's outside of my family, because motherhood is kind of my um, <laughs> if I have to that's go beyond little, yes, that. That's um, too easy. No. That's too easy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I would... I would just say putting one foot in front of the other, just coming out of coming out of my childhood, and um, you know, there's so many people to thank and and God to yes. thank for this, but that I could come out healthy and uh, strong and um, just willing to try new things um, and not be not be afraid, not be um, hurt. That doesn't mean I, I still don't have some damage in me, but but, um, yeah, to survive and, and succeed. That is so true. Um, Rebecca, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, give out any Twitter handles or your Facebook pages or any other contact information that you'd like. Okay, the easiest one is uh, my webpage is uh, RebeccaRiley.net, and it's spelled a little different. It's R-E-B-E-C-C-A. R E I L L Y dot net. And that has everything. That has Twitter and, and Facebook and um my Facebook is um I have the Rebecca Riley um slash author. Um is that and my Twitter is I have to look it up because you see it all the time but I forget. Um yeah, it I, is I, at I <laughs> at Rebecca Riley L um is my Twitter handle. But they're all on my, my webpage. This has been the Funky Writer Show with me, Robert Batista, the author. You can find my ebooks on smashwords.com and my novels on amazon.com. Look for my new novel, the sequel to my seminal masterpiece, Brooklyn Story, called Naked in the Jungle, coming in the fall of 2015. My guest has been a human dynamo and a beautifully gifted spiritual artist, Rebecca Riley. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for being a guest 
on the Funky Writers Show. Bye now. Mm-hmm.